Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Craig Doyle and welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Today, we're in Germany for round nine of the season from Saxon Ring. Here is how the race was won. So then, here's Dobby attacking Scott Reynolds. Uh, Scott Reynolds. Uh, Scott Redding. <laughs> as they come down turn 11 into turn 12, two bends from the end. But the man who's going to cross the line is the magnificent Mark Marquez to win the German Grand Prix. He rolls over majestically for the win in front of his team. And it's going to be Cal Crutchlow of Great Britain and the Isle of Man that comes to the line to take a fantastic second place. Davizioso thwarts Scott Redding on those intermediate tyres. Lucio Cecinello is absolutely ecstatic, as will that very small team. Through comes Ianone for fifth place. Danny Pedrosa gets sick in the end from magnificent Good Jack result Miller. from Jack Miller, seventh place. Coming up, the views of Neil Hodgson, Colin Edwards and all the protagonists from race day. But first, what did Julian Ryder and Keith Hewitt make of the racing? Got to say that the Saxon ring, there was a lot of debate going on about the German Grand Prix and coming back to this part of East Germany, Jules. It never actually fails to deliver. It has a great retro feel about it for enthusiasts, for historians and most of all for motorbike people. Don't start me. The history seeps out of every pore of every building around this part of the world. This is an area that wants a Grand Prix, loves having a Grand Prix, and we love coming here. As far as the racing's concerned, I mean, when we turned up... <laughs> I mean, it was actually right on cue, wasn't it? The weather forecast said we had a yep. lovely day on Saturday. Everybody got a chance to qualify and, and, and have a good old ride round. But then we've got to race day. Uh, Rainy said this years ago, this is, this is a place where, in the wet... The satellites, whatever we called them back then, private bikes, can beat you. Well, they used to say about it being a great leveller as well, the wet, didn't yeah. they? But I don't think that that um, levelling yeah, isn't quite so... Not that's quite, not, no. no. It's not quite the same anymore, is it? They are quite equal anyway now. Everybody's quite equal right across the board. Even the, Well, you've got Hector Barbara, who, if we move on to MotoGP, I mean, Hector Barbara qualifying in the middle of the front row, the best Ducati. I mean, that is just remarkable on a two-year-old motorbike. And as uh, Hector was keen to re- remind us in the press conference after the night, top Ducati in the championship. <laughs> That's going to On hurt. brackets, the oldest Ducati in the championship. Gigi Zalinia doesn't look quite so smug nowadays, does No, he? there's a few strained faces amongst Ducati management when Hector launched that one. Yeah, I would think there's going to be even more strained faces when the world champion that they've signed for next year, Jorge Lorenzo, is performing in the manner that it is at the moment. I mean, if his head has exploded this much at this time of the season. Imagine what it's going to be like when they've got to sort of Ducati out around him for next year. I, I, there's a, there's it's a, a worry. That, that's going to run and run it's at the moment. Worry. Jorge's got a lot to come back from. I mean, he, he had a disaster this weekend. He had one in Aston last weekend. You know, he's, he's, he was knocked out of Catalonia courtesy of Andrea Davizioso, mm. Andrea Iannone, sorry. Doffy <laughs> would be very upset if you... Uh... But, I mean, he really has. The, the wet weather <laughs> has destroyed him. It's... 
we go back to Aston 2013 when he broke his collarbone there in free practice, came back and rode after going home for an operation. Remarkable. And we all went, what a hero. Fifth place. Then he came here for the next race, fell off, bent the plate in his collarbone. Ouch. And had to go away and have another repair. So, yeah, Aston's got ghosts for Jorge, but this place has two. Jorge, as you say, lost. And Valentino, as at Masano last year, ignored his pit board, telling him to come in. And I understand, I've not had this confirmed, that they had intermediates on his bike. And he came in at the same time as Crutchlow and Dovey, who ended up on the rostrum. Anything else that was particularly interesting? We had the big intermediates um, debate again, didn't we? Were they worth putting on or not? Scott Redding eventually found that they weren't. Um, although he did say that... Um, were they wrong at the time? I don't quite know what that means because it's, it's a statement that was defeated by the result. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, fourth place over Scott Redding, a, gr a great finish for him, but you just wonder whether he could have yeah. held on better if yeah. he had um, slicks on it. I think the only inter that we could say maybe worked was Dovey had an inter front on but mm. a slick rear, and that might have been a smart choice. Did Valentino end up with them? Um, I'm told val that's why he went backwards to eighth place or wherever he ended up. And the men he came out the pit with... You know, Linus Stern, yes, he lost a few huge bike lengths. Huge few, amount of time, really. A few bike lengths. He went out right behind Crutchlow and Dov. They went out in a pack. Mm. So yeah. they, he, pay, they pay many millions of dollars to actually make up that time. Yes. <laughs> you are absolutely right on that. <laughs> so get your pit strategy right. Yeah, however, he then went backwards yeah. while Crutchlow and Dovey went forwards. Crutchlow rode fantastic. Brilliantly. You know, he can be an abrasive, awkward, overconfident little what's Oh, it, I've, never, I've never met an awkward motorcycle racer. <laughs> but I tell you what, all of his gob from yesterday was yeah. justified, wasn't it? He said, I was the fourth, fourth fastest, fastest man. And he backed that up today, yeah. and you cannot argue with that. That's what I like about sport. Yeah. You know, you do the business, <laughs> yeah. you can say what you like. This piece of paper here <laughs> seems to prove I was right. Nothing like a checkered flag, is there? Indeed. And we wish him well, of course, with his impending fatherhood. Um, him and Lucy are due, and I think they'll be uh, they'll be great parents. Those two. That's uh, we look forward to meeting the offspring, yeah. and hope to God it's got Lucy's looks. <laughs> <laughs> what about Keith Moto Two, which we haven't really touched on? And I just I think I need to underline my absolute admiration for the way Johan Zarco goes about his work. Mm, again, I mean, again. last year we asked the question about this time of the year when we got to the yeah. summer break whether he'd come back and be. But he was immaculate again. He didn't look like being beaten. He was prepared to stick it in yep. when he needed to. Uh, he had both the bravery and the pace that he needed he, to do the job. And he didn't say, OK, Folger's desperate for win on home soil. He could have just let him have a bit of room, conceded the five points. No way. Nah, he'd got that covered, hadn't he? Although I must admit that I thought Folger might just have had that with that short finish line just there. Yeah. Those two teammates next year, of course, in Tech 3 aren't MotoGP. That's a big deal, too. Oh, all of a sudden it looks like Hervé Poncherel knows what he's doing, doesn't mm. it? Hervé um, lamenting the fact that he couldn't sign what he thought was top-line riders and he's Alex got those Rim. two next yeah, year. Yeah. The one he wanted to sign was on his backside early in the sandpit. Unfortunately, also, Sam Lowe's, I'm afraid, did the same thing. Just doesn't get on with his track. No, he hasn't got on here at all. But that really, when you look at the points table now, Sam Lowe's, is, um, he's got a proper struggle. I mean, 25 points between... Uh, Rins and Zarco, and another five points back. I and mean, Sam's still well in touch with Rins, but Zarco is going, if he's going back down to the south of France, back home and heading for a beach for three weeks, he'll be doing it with a smile on his face. Uh, Moto3, uh, Moto3 came up with the goods as it always does. Enjoyed that. Moto3 was fabulous. Good to see the Mahindras with the new gearbox and the confidence in John McPhee. 
back for the first time. I thought my voice had gone. All, when, yeah. he hit, when he hit the front, I, I thought, thought you, I thought you'd gone, mate. I the, thought that was it. I'm doing the rest on my own. It's the end of me larynx. It's, it's half <laughs> sticking out in front of me. I saw it leaving. <laughs> but Murphy in the end got swallowed up. But whatever happens... Hey, still uh, a season best. Indeed. And uh, you've got to say, confidence-wise, we keep talking about this summer break. So all that's left to say is, quote, Fonzie Nieto from all those years ago, we can go happy to the holidays. We must catch up with Honda's main man, Livio Super, who I'm sure is absolutely beaming at the moment. Livio, congratulations. You, Great performance, not just from Marc Marquez, but from the team as well. A real team effort today. Well, I think uh, the, the team effort has been sure the mechanics rebuilding the bike after the crash. The bike that crossed the line was the bike that crashed this morning. So they done, they've done a very good job and the bike was working perfectly. And, you know, at the end in the race, uh, Mark did the, the real job because I don't think it was easy in that moment to be out with the slick tires, but he was struggling so much with the wet tires that uh, he decided to come back quite soon, uh, quite early. And, uh, yeah, you must be Mark to do something like that. So it was his call. People at home are asking, was it Mark's call to come in? Did you put something on his pit board? You know, yeah, usually in this situation, are the riders understand if it's moment to come back or not. Uh, we saw Yannone leaving with the, the intermediate. But his lap time was uh, not that good at the beginning, so it was really a big uh, gamble, let's say. But again, if you, are, uh, if you have the talent of Mark, you can manage these kind of things. When he came in, what were your thoughts? What were your feelings at that time? You know, in this kind of race, it's so difficult to predict what, if it's the right moment or not. Uh, as we see, we have seen with uh, Espargaro, it was a very, very tricky moment, tricky situation. He crashed immediately because especially the first part of the season was, the, of the track was still quite wet. So, you know, you cross your finger and you hope uh, you can manage it. Uh, it was such a quick uh, change as well. I know you guys practice that as a team. There's the real team effort yeah, there as it's well. Like right? a, we, in Italy, we say he's like a cat. He jumps from one bike to the other like a cat. And uh, it's a small, uh, small advantage here and there. But, you, you know, at the end, uh, he's on track. He makes the real difference. It seems we're seeing a, a smarter Marc Marquez this year. He's not chasing down the 25-pointers all the time, happy getting the second or third place. He seems to have the bigger picture. Is that coming from him? Is that coming well, from you, Well, if you look at the risk he took today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think today was uh, on the safe mode. He took a big risk, uh, but he felt uh, it was okay to do it. And I think, uh, he's sure, he's more mature compared with last year. He has learned a lot uh, in the mistakes of, uh, of last year. And, uh, you know, he's very young. He has won already twice the championship. Uh, so people forget how young he is, but uh, still he can build up experience and he can be even stronger. I'm sure the guys here have lots of questions for you, but I know you're working on just quickly. Uh, you had a new chassis in there, new engine in there. So you had a lot on your mind already coming into the Saxon ring this weekend, didn't you? Uh, an engine we cannot change, so we will have to... Well, you had one of the new sealed engines in there that ah, Mark okay, was talking sorry. about. Yeah, uh, Yeah. anyway, there's uh, always uh, something new to work on. And, uh, you know, we... Sure, the season is still very long, but... Uh, it's better than last year. Good stuff, boys. Hey, Livia, okay, so I saw Marquez off in the gravel trap. What was it 12 laps, 13 laps into the race? I thought, nah, race is over. Somebody else is going to win. Did you have the same feeling or no? Well, with Marco, you never know. I huh? know, <laughs> that's and, what I'm saying. Uh, How do you still do it? And if you... The, the, the difficult thing is, in that moment, for example, Cal, that was with a harder front tire, wet uh, rain tire, was very fast. Uh, so it was very difficult to understand if uh, the harder compound... Uh, Wet was a, would have been able to finish the race. So in that moment, yeah, it was difficult to, to, to understand. 
And I'm quite interested. Are you frustrated with the, the sort of the press that Honda get? People saying, oh, the bike is terrible. The bike is this, the bike is that. You He's know, leading the world championship by 48 points. Yeah, in reality, he's mark leading the championship. Uh, in the constructor championship, we are second by one point at the moment. Yeah, it on, means on the, on the, the bike is growing. Exactly, on the terrible motorcycle. <laughs> in the what, last what? two races, we had the two satellite bike on the podium. Jack won in, <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in Assen and uh, Cali is second here. In this track, I think our bike was not that bad at all. Uh, for sure, there's something to, to improve. Uh, but... We have to remember that we changed a lot the bike this year, the engine, yeah. and uh, of course the new electronics. So uh, I think step by step the engineers are doing a good job. And what is that area? What is that the main area now you're trying to improve? Uh, always uh, the riders, the main component of the riders, especially Danny, is that the bike uh, always try to go wide in the, in the corner. It's difficult for him to keep the line. Uh, and we are working on that. And so losing basically the acceleration, as they always said. So that's the main area yeah, we are trying yeah. to improve. Can I have a quick word on, on, on Cal and your view on Cal there? You know, another Honda up on the podium, really nice for yeah. Honda, of course, and uh, a, a great moment for him. Yeah, I'm very, very happy, and, uh, you know, Cal is a great guy, and uh, he has been testing in Sepang, so this maybe gave him some uh, good motivation. Um, he is, um, he's one of the funniest guys in the paddock, and uh, he's a good guy, really, really happy for him and for Lucha. It is hard work, and I know that for the satellite team, a podium is something very, very special. 48-point lead in the championship, one hand on it, do you think? Well, uh, sure, it's better to have a 40-point advantage than disadvantage, but for sure it's uh, very early. We still have a lot of races, 10 races to go, uh, no, nine races now. Um, it means can, everything can happen, so let's go in the summer break with uh, some uh, good mood, but don't, don't think it's finished. We need to keep focus. Good stuff. Three-week break. What do you do for your break, Livio? Uh, a couple of weeks on the beach and that's it. Good man. Well, you enjoy it. I'll take that from you. We don't want to record what you do in your holidays. Take care of yourself. Congratulations. Uh, let's hear from Cal Crutchlow now, shall we? Here he is. Cal, congratulations. After all the disappointments and bad luck that you've come through this year, today you played a blinder, didn't you? Um, I don't know about playing a blinder. Uh, I don't know how I stayed on the first eight laps of the race because we obviously took the hard option front tyre. We used it in the morning warm-up and I was fast, but I couldn't get any heat into it in the race and it was really slippy in the race. I nearly crashed on the warm-up lap, actually. Um, difficult to manage, definitely difficult to manage, but I knew I'd come back through. Um, I knew starting 13th on the grid was going to be difficult. I knew in the dry it was going to be difficult, but as I said yesterday, I was the fourth fastest man this weekend. Uh, I, felt, I felt good, I felt up there. I felt um, we shouldn't have qualified the way we qualified. I was disappointed with that. Um, but I think we just showed uh, what we're capable of and you know, uh, if we can continue that sort of form. I was able to push, I took some risks, but why not? I have nothing to lose. Lucio said to me this morning, you finished the race. I said, mate, I'm going down. In, in the last five laps, I didn't care. Um, I had to, you know, I had to push. Obviously, Dovi with the, the cut intermediate front was able to just push on the outlap a, a little bit better than me. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'm honestly really, really pleased for, for my whole team. Uh, we've worked hard. Honda have worked very hard as well um, to, to improve the bike, to get us back up there. It's not an easy bike to ride at the moment, but they're trying and, and that's all they can do. So obviously disappointed that Lucy can't be here. Um, my first podium of the year um, and you know she's been with me for for not nine years at races uh, she missed the Argentina one um, and then she's she missed this one but uh, I crashed in Argentina but this one got on the podium so can't wait to get home and uh, and see her and the, the baby that's inside waiting to come out you talk about making hard decisions you went with a harder wet tire what about making the decision to come in and come in and have the slick tires there was that a pre uh, decided decision before the start of the race or was it suck it and see Honestly speaking, um, 
I should have came in earlier, but I didn't know. I didn't want my pit board. I honestly, I didn't think anybody would come in. I didn't think there was anybody out there on that track with slicks on. Um, and obviously I followed uh, Dovi and Valley, uh, two really experienced guys in those conditions. I caught them um, at a good pace. Um, but I just stayed with them and I came in when they came in and I was actually not going to come in. I just swung in in the last moment. Um, but Dovi was able to push in that outlap with that cut front. Um, but I should have came in earlier, but I just never looked my pit board. Um, not really a mistake because I believe we still could have won the race even if we were with, uh, you know, if I continued to go around. I think it was only six laps that I had to, to hold on. But I don't know what lap time people were doing. So, you know, it's always a gamble. Um, I did the best job I could. I finished second and never won. But, you know, obviously we're pleased with our weekend. We saw you on the phone there. I'm assuming that was Lucy. What did she have to say? And obviously the next time we're going to see you after the summer break, you'll be a dad. So exciting times. What, what were Lucy's words there? Um, obviously she thought it was someone else calling her because it wasn't my phone uh, for a start. But then obviously it was great to speak to her. Um, as I said, I missed having her here this weekend. Um, but yeah, she just obviously said it was great. I don't think she watched it. She 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 wouldn't really watch it. She didn't watch it when she's here, particularly. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was nice to be able to speak to her. Um, I have a test now after Austria, so I don't even get to go straight home. But I might just go take take a plane home, to be honest, um, if we can get away with it. Win for Cav, win for your well, second place for yourself. We'll count it as much as a victory as well. Great day uh, for the Isle of Man as well. Congratulations, uh, Cal and. All the best for the summer break. It's going to be a, a testing time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll come to the next race for some sleep, I think. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cal. Thank you. You can say goodbye to sleep. Lucy at home preparing the greatest prize of all, of course, a new baby on its way now. Just was earwig in Donald Petrucci's interview there and uh, Scott Redding coming down the stairs to join him as well. Um, uh, Scott, not too happy with this fourth place, but Daniel was saying, you know, I'm happy enough with what's gone on this weekend. I've proven here in Assen that I can handle the wet. So he's, he's finding positives. A lot of positives this weekend. He qualified fourth, his best ever qualifying position. It set the same time as Valentino Rossi, who was on the front row. I mean, and was fast all weekend. It wasn't like he held his breath for a lap. Every session he was quick. We know he's quick in the wet. So a lot of confidence, especially after the missing how many rounds did he miss? Four or five rounds at the start of the season with that terrible hand injury. Yeah, he does excite yeah. you. It was great when he got into the lead. The crowd really lifted, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I, I had him, uh, one of the guys on the, on the uh, pit wall said, who's to win? I said, uh, Petrucci. And, uh, you know, I was just, he goes good in the wet and uh, just had a little unfortunate incident, but here he goes to the front. Once he got to the front, the place lit up. Yeah, he's one of those riders that excites the crowd, excites the fans, isn't he? He's really down to earth. He's not come the conventional route through Moto, Moto 3, you know, Moto 2. He didn't start racing when he was really young. He's not, he's not had the silver spoon upbringing. That's, he's, a, he's a proper working class lad who's down to earth and he's a pleasure to interview and talk to. Like you did? Did you have the silver spoon uh, No, no, working class lad. <laughs> he ate with his now hands. you had the silver spoon, Colin. Come on. No, I disagree. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just looking at Scott joining them for interviews there at the moment, and uh, you know he's probably obviously pretty upset. It's the highs and lows of, of our sport, and that's why we love it, because the highs are so high, and he was within touching distance of, of, of feeling the ultimate high, and and, and that's, what, that's what we're witnessing now. He's, he's, he's stood here, what, five feet away from me, and that's the ultimate low, when it's so close. But it's great, it, it's good for him, it's good for, for, for British motorsport that he's got these high expectations for himself. You want to have British riders who think they should be on the podium. Yeah, absolutely, and you heard what he said, you know, he just went out, he got a bad, terrible start, went and got in a rhythm and just built that confidence and got faster and faster, and I mean, he put in a good ride. I mean, right there at the end, okay, little mistake with the tires, his fault, team fault, you don't know what their plan was, so 
but he just got pipped right here coming off the uh, the waterfall turn. Just didn't have quite the traction and uh, definitely went right around him. Yeah, those intermediates just going off. It's so frustrating to watch, isn't it? Because you can see it happening and there's nothing anyone can do about it. There's nothing anyone can do. And, and when you come into the pits, like he said, you can't speak to your team. So the team had made the decision to put the intermediates on. And at the time, it did seem like the right decision, but obviously he came in quite early later on and the, the intermediates have lost grip and the two seconds a lap slower than a slick. Well, the man who made the perfect decision at the perfect time was Mark Marquez. He's with Gaff. Mark, congratulations on the win. Who is it who has the crystal ball in your team? Because you always seem to be able to judge the right moment, the right tyres as well when you came in. Who made the decision about coming in and the slick tyres as well? Was it something you'd prepared before the race? <laughs> yeah, of course. Before the race, you, you try to, to speak about all the possibilities that uh, you can have on the race. But honestly, when it's in that condition, uh, the rider must to take the last decision uh, because uh, they don't know how is the track, they don't know how is your feeling. And when I saw more or less that uh, was the time, okay, it was early. This time was early, but uh, you know, with the wet tires, I was struggling a lot because I chose the the, the wrong front tire, uh, the extra soft, uh, because I, I saw that Valentino, Jorge, and Dani choose the extra soft. So I say I go to the to the same direction, but for my riding style was not the, the tire. For that reason also I did a mistake on turn eight again uh, on the race, but uh, I was struggling for that reason, no? because it was the extra soft, uh, the track was getting drier and drier, uh, and, and yeah, when I changed to slick, then I started to feel the bike again, uh, and I started to push. Tell me about those first one or two laps on slick tires coming out of the pits, because you made up so much time just on those quick outlaps. Yeah, you know, uh, the flag to flag always, uh, you know, I'm able to, to manage quite well, but uh, this time was really critical because when I go out, I think Espargaro or Paul uh, go out on the same lap uh, and he cries because turn one, turn three, uh, turn seven, I think, no, turn nine, sorry, uh, was still completely wet and, and was really difficult to manage and was a very, very small dry line. And, you know, you were really stiff because as soon as you go out, you feel that the bike was moving and the key, I don't know, <laughs> was to try to be on the, on the dry line. Mark, you go into the summer break now with a 48-point advantage. You've doubled it here in this race. Could you have imagined? We're at the halfway point of the season. We're going into the big run after the summer break. Could you imagine you'd be in this position? Of course, of course, I couldn't imagine, no? And, and you know, it's so great to, to have this advantage on the championship because in these last two races, I opened a lot the, the gap. Uh, and, you know, uh, this gives me a good, good confidence. Uh, and, you know, after a good first part of the season and after a good race, uh, I will be on the swimming pool, quiet. <laughs> yeah, will be better, no, this summertime. Mark, I'd love to say... Uh, it's the first time we've seen you run off track and win a race, but it isn't. We've seen it before. I'm sure we'll see it again. Congratulations. Brilliant performance. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. It was like he was in the swimming pool for most of that race. So wet at the Saxon ring for most of the day today. Now, Keith and Jules, well, you can understand. We're so excited for the bulk of that race. Not only do they commentate, but they also have something of a third eye in what happens out there during the three races over the three classes. So, boys, uh, what did you see today? What's your spot? Well, I don't know about a third eye, but uh, plenty of arguments going on in here, of course, about tyres and who chose what and at the right timing of it. But let's forget about all of that for a moment, because there are one or two other rumours that are coming from down in pit lane. There was a brand new rule that was passed uh, this week regarding... Uh, if you may have seen the flag to flag, you may have seen a mechanic holding the clutch in 
with the motorcycle already running, the one that they were going to jump across from, and therefore the rider grabs the clutch and lets the clutch out. Well, there's been a new rule that says you'll get an immediate penalty if you are caught not engaging the gear yourself. The rider must engage the gear himself. That's a new rule. It's been, uh, I've got it in front of me here, and I will be uh, tweeting that in a moment. Uh, it's very important. Now, one man that we thought had the mechanic holding his clutch in was this man, Mark Marquez. When he came in to get those slick tyres, just watch. Has he got the clutch in? He's holding the clutch in. Now, I'm. you see, it was already in gear. Now, that was already in gear. It's a, a rule that the rider must engage that gear himself, Jules. That looks fairly clear to me. And certainly in warm-up this morning, they rehearsed it most definitely 100% with the mechanic holding the clutch in, no question. The reason for the rule, just in case you're wondering, is, of course, is you know anything can happen. If, if somebody kicks his hand off of it, of course, the mechanic's hand, then that motorcycle is launching into pit lane with oncoming motorcycles. Yep. So you've got, a, you've got a major problem. Let's take another look at it then, the, shall this we? Is this, this is this morning. morning. This is this morning. So there's the mechanic holding the clutch, and he's holding it in, clearly. He's holding with it in. With his thumb. That is now illegal. There will be an immediate penalty for that, and then the rider releases it. This uh, communique has gone out to all the teams. It's in the Urter office. I don't believe they'll take the race away from no, him no, or, or give him penalty. I don't believe that because, uh, because yeah. I don't believe it. I can see penalty points on his licence for it. And a fine. And a fine, but not 10 seconds, or say, which would give Crutchlow the win. But you can be fairly sure somebody somewhere... What's amazed me is it's taken them this long to actually notice that riders were doing that in the first place, because they've all been doing it. It's Since we've had flag-to-flags, they've been rehearsing that situation. Dangerous as hell, yeah. Somebody gets their hand knocked off a clutch, you launch a motorcycle up pit lane. So that's what we spotted with our third eye, Craig, here in our commentary box. We've got lots of monitors here, which you can't see, that uh, we do keep an eye on you as well when you're uh, performing down in pit lane. Um, but from, a, from an overall point of view, Jules... Three cracking races today at Saxon Ring. It hasn't disappointed. Um, Marquez's first win since Texas, since the third round of the year. And he's 48 points in the lead. But he is the master of the German Grand Prix. That's the seventh yep. successive win he's had across the classes here at Saxon Ring. He's made it all his own. When we didn't think he could do it, nobody thought he could do it with the way things were running for Honda. Yeah, boys, I realise technically a fifth eye with the two of you in there, but in sports broadcasting, we call it a third eye. What's your take on it, lads? Really interesting, that. And uh, them two, they do not miss a trick. I'm so impressed that they spotted that. I mean, they, they, I guess the argument could possibly be on uh, Mark Marcus's side is, yeah, the clutch was in, but it wasn't in gear. You know, how do you prove that? Because then you need a separate camera looking at his foot. Was it in gear or not? I was just trying to think of get-outs for, for them. Yeah, and I mean, possibly, okay, he's just holding the clutch in because, you know, he does a little cat thing. He jumps over. Maybe he's going to hit it in gear, so the guy just has it, has the clutch engaged. Anyways, and that would be your argument. That would for, be your argument. On you know. the opposite side for safety. Yeah, and, you know, we used to yeah. do it every there flag. There we go. We've, we've, we've sussed it. We've sussed the excuse <laughs> out anyway for them. Shall we now sell the excuse to them? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Every flag-to-flag flag I've ever done, it was always in gear. Mechanic right. was holding the clutch. You jump on the bike and you go. And it's sketchy. That is sketchy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, the fact is, he deserved to win the race. He was absolutely fantastic. It was pretty dramatic in Moto2 as well. This is how it all finished up. And the reigning world champion, Johan Zarco, showing all his class, timing things to absolute perfection, just holding off the challenge of local boy Jonas Folger on the line here at Saxon Ring. It's really exciting stuff. Julian Simon coming in in third place. Not a good day for Sam Lowe's, unfortunately. And they've had a tough few days here. They had the worst of the weather on Friday on the 600s and the worst of the weather this morning, too. This is what happened. 
Zarco under pressure, the Frenchman under pressure from the German. This is going to be a special kind of finish to this race. So Zarco turns into the penultimate corner then. It's turn 12. Ooh, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, that... Maybe we got something happening at turn 13, the final corner. Volker looks at it, he goes for it. Volker goes up the inside. Does he pull it down to the apex? It's only a short squirt to the line. And I think Volker may just, may just have it. Zarko managed to get the cut back and out thought Jonas Bolger. What a finish to Moto 2. I wish you could have seen Jonas's reaction <laughs> as he saw Zarko come back at him there a minute ago, nearly throwing the microphone away. Yeah. Overall, great result for you. Congratulations. How are you feeling about Thank it? Thank you. No, I'm, I'm really happy about the, about the podium here in uh, Germany, especially because it's my home race. And yeah, I had to try it at the last corner, and I was I was pretty sure that I am gonna win the race. But uh, I tried to to keep the line really tight, so so he couldn't. So I slow him down at the middle of the at the corner, but uh, somehow he could manage to exit better than me. He's a smart world champion, isn't he, Johan? He really is. <laughs> he yeah, really is, yeah. At the moment, he's the strongest guy. Yeah. Um, let's reflect on your race for a moment. Great race from you. Great start. Held held the lead early on, and looked in a really good position. Yeah, it was it was a it was a tough race. Uh, especially at the beginning, I, I pushed really hard on the new tire. I had a really good feeling. And then at the middle of the race, uh, I, could, I didn't have the pace of the, of the guys just at, at the middle of the race on uh, used tires. And they, they took a lot of risk. Also, uh, Alex Rins later, he crashed. So, yeah, they took a lot of risk, especially at the middle of the race. And I just tried to stay cool and uh, save some energy and, and, and just try to build up uh, a better rhythm, especially at the end of the race. I mean, that was obviously a conscious thing. You felt you just had to ease yeah, off a yeah, little bit because yeah. there, were, there were a lot of crashes in front of you. Were guys yes. just pushing it too hard in the, no, in the I, I, I saw also Alex and uh, also Taka and all the guys. They had many big moments, many big slides, and also me. So before I start the race, I, I told myself I'm, I just tried to make my own speed and uh, don't do anything crazy, and uh, it worked out. It certainly wasn't a crazy moment right on turn 13. A lovely, lovely move. Shall we look at it again? Do you want yeah, to see yeah, it? Sure, yeah. Talk <laughs> us through it. So, so, so get us into your mind and let's look at those yeah, final moments again. Yeah. Tell us what was happening. Yeah, yeah, I took a really wide, uh, wide line and I just tried to stay really, really early on the throttle. I had a small moment there and then I just tried it. I was, I was really on the limit on the brakes and just here at the moment I thought he was, I slowed him down too, but he was, he was able to, to open earlier than me. So. You know, drive out of there. I couldn't help but notice. Obviously, you know, you didn't take the bait in the middle of the race when everybody was crashing and crashing. You just, you knew your pace. You knew what you were comfortable with doing. Yeah. It looked like right at the end, it looked like Zarco had a good section, a good few corners, yeah. and then you had a good section over here. Y'all kind of had a little accordion working. Exactly. Yeah, he was he was really fast at uh, especially T3. I had really uh, many issues with my rear tire. I had a really less grip and. Uh, I just tried to, yeah. I just closed the eyes at the last lap. I, I thought if I if I if I didn't uh, improve my last lap, I'm not close enough. So at the last sector, I was faster than him, and I tried it, but yeah, yeah. just about that much short. Yes, <laughs> you, can, you can tell he's a popular man around here. The camera flashes going off. Uh, let's talk about you in the championship. It's it's your your second podium, of course. 83 points, joint sixth place. Uh, it's going okay. Johan Zarko just dominating things. But how do you feel about it as an overview of your championship? Yeah, it was, it was really important for me, this uh, second place. Uh, really important points because uh, the last few races we were struggling a lot. And uh, it's really important for the championship. I think the next races that we have, 
Uh, I love the next races, the next tracks, the next uh, circuits. Uh, Spielberg is really nice, uh, Austria GP. I was there already and uh, took a take a look at the, at the track. So I think it's it's a really good motivation going into the summer break with a second position. And just before you go, has anyone from Tech 3 grabbed yourself and uh, Mr. Zarko and said more of that next year, please, boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Heber was really happy. I saw him uh, when I was on the podium, I saw him smiling all over his face. So yeah, I think we, we're going to have a, a good team next year. Good stuff. Well, congratulations. Have a, good, have a good break. Thanks. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Well done. Yeah. Let's reflect on Moto3. It was absolutely pouring rain. We thought we might get a few surprises. We certainly did. Up to yeah. the line comes Carol Idampawi to start the last lap then. <laughs> Number 89, Carol Idampawi has done an absolutely fantastic job here. The Honda Team Asia man will see the checker flag for the second time in his career. His team are on the fence. It is Carol Idampawi that wins the German Moto3 Grand Prix. That is a great wet weather race. Carol grinning away here, almost as much as his Team Asia boss, Taddy Okada. And um, congratulations. Do you, do you enjoy looking back at that? Yeah, I enjoy <laughs> Talk us through your race, because when you woke up this morning, you saw so much rain out in that track. I mean, turn 11 and the waterfall looked really, really scary. Were you confident? Did you feel like it was going to be your day? Yeah, in the today race, I don't uh, thinking about the podium. I just thinking about the uh, point, because I lost a lot in the, in the three races before, also in the last race, two races. This was the key moment in the race. It was around, I don't know, lap five, lap six, when you took the lead. What were you thinking around this time? No, also, when I passed the, in the front rider, also difficult for me because, like, also fast in the front rider. I don't think I can go, go take a gap. Just, I just consistent the time until the finish. Well, we enjoy watching you racing so much, and we love watching your reactions. Yeah. Have a really good break, and we'll see you in Austria. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Thank guys. You. Well done. Okay, let's just check out the state of the championship at the halfway mark in the world of Moto3. And Brad Binder, steady enough day from him. Actually, another smart ride from him today. He didn't get mixed up in anything that would get him into trouble. He bagged a few points. He's got a sufficient enough lead that he really doesn't need to force things. 159 points, and he's fairly much in control going into the second half of the season. Jorge Navarro, brave from him. Don't forget, two breaks in his left leg. Ten left-handers on this track, but still he went out there and he gave it a fairly good belt and Romano Fanati does not like the rain. Simples, simples. Very quickly, championship, 48 point lead. Has Mark Marquez got one hand on it? Yes, definitely. I, think, I, I think he has two. Ooh, yeah. that's yeah, a big one. I mean, yeah. he's, as long as he doesn't do anything stupid, I don't see anybody close in 48 Point. Yeah, he's not a fellow who does stupid things these days. Really good racing this weekend. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy the three-week break from MotoGP. Until we meet again in Austria, from all of us here, bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.